Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah! yeah! That is AK. He is in the house. Slee is whatever Slee does when he goes on vacation. Roars <laughs> yes. to UM. Especially good roar today with Andy here. Roar! She did pretty good, right? I, Emily's roar is so delightful. <laughs> it's great. Your it's, roar is real. My roar is just cute. Yeah, don't don't change a thing about it, Emily. Yeah, that's the roar that if you gave your three-year-old a teddy bear and you push its nose, that's the roar it makes. <laughs> right? Well, no, that's that's the three-year-old trying to roar. Yes. That's the th- you gave the 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 three-year-old a teddy bear that doesn't have the push-button roar. So the three-year-old's doing the roar. Yes, that's even better. That's even better. Buenos dias, Jorge. Buenos dias. How, How you feeling? Still? Oh, man. I, you all right? I'm getting, hanging in there, man. <laughs> I had three. Three. Beca- that's six total. I, I got three bailed burritos out. burritos or tacos? Three tacos, but each taco is worth two. So Jorge and I and Slee and three members of the Circle of Trust, uh, Casper Villa, Crypto Ray, and Big E all showed up. You know at, what? Uh, if you had Carnitas given me guesses as to which members of the Circle would have been there. Those yeah. are three leading candidates. <laughs> they were all there. Like they are, they are incredible when it comes they to are, just yeah. showing up. Diehards and deeply, deeply appreciate them coming by to hang out. Yeah, thanks. So we go to uh, Carnita Sel Momo, and it was fantastic. So they give you, and this is kind of standard operating procedure, but they give you a batting practice taco, <laughs> right? So you you get there, and as you're sitting there, you kind of look at the menu, figuring out what you want to have. The chef just oh, here, take this, really, and it's a, it's not what you get when you order, but it's a full taco. It is. It is a full taco, and it's like it was the the three meats, right? The the, Mixta, the, the mix. three mix. Yeah. That's right. And so it's chicharron, uh-huh. uh uh, belly. And shoulder. And shoulder. Must he say. That's your app. That And they give you a taco, like a batting practice, just to kind of get some swings in. <laughs> and and so we all get one of these, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's I'll, I want that. And, she, and I say, okay, I want three of those. Well, then the tacos you actually get are enormous. It's a double-hulled taco because that's how it's supposed to be. But there's more than enough meat in each taco for two tacos, probably closer to three – Three tacos worth of meat in each taco. I ordered three of these after the BP taco. Only ate two and a half of the remaining three. Turned the third taco into a third and fourth taco. Took the fourth taco on the way home, Jorge. And it's sitting on the front seat. It's like taunting me. You're going to eat me, aren't you? You're going to eat this, aren't you? It's not just that it looks great. It's also like, oh, you don't have the guts to do this? Yeah, you, you you now you're backing down. <laughs> yeah, you guys must have been in the car because that's exactly what this thing's. I survived. I did not eat it on the way up. I oh, I un. This is pathetic. I'm such a. I have such so bad habits. I unwrapped it twice to eat it, but I'm in the. I'm in the. I'm on the freeway. It's. I couldn't. It was messy, so I'm like, I can't. I couldn't find the right opportunity to eat it. So I get home. I rewrap it. Put it in the fridge because by now I'm home. I can. It's out of mind, out of sight. Right. Later that night, I go get it, Jorge. Gone. Michael took it down. My son, wow. Michael, just, he goes, hey, that taco in the fridge is pretty good. I'm like, what? Now you know what it feels like, Travis, when you stole the pizza Oh, you're from right. Chris. It's payback. This now is, this is what's happening. You want to talk about instant karma. Yes. Like, that is truly instant karma. It's one karma. for one. It's literally the same thing. And so now you know how it feels. And I didn't put, I, I don't have to put my name on my stuff in my own home. We're going to. F- yes, we're, now you do. <laughs> we're going to find out that Morales actually called Michael. Like, hey, heads up. There's going to be a taco in the fridge. I demand you eat this. I was so full. Were you, like, did you eat the rest Man, of the night? Okay, I'll tell you what. I ate those three tacos, and I hung out. Me and Crypto Ray and Biggie hung out for, like, another 15 minutes. Okay. I was too full. We're just chit-chatting, talking, whatever. 
at some point I'm halfway down that you know liter half a liter coke oh, yeah, we that we kind of washed it down with. So, so not Slee though. No, not Slee. <laughs> Slee was asking questions like, "Oh, how long has this business been around?" Oh, like he's doing his homework, <laughs> like dog. Like, no, I'm well, talking about when he poured his coke into the bushes. Oh, I'm yeah. like, "What are you doing?" Wait, yeah, he, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? <laughs> yes. What? Sliwa at some point says, ah, all right, guys, I think I'm going to get going. And then he goes by the bushes and starts pouring his coke what? on the bushes. Like, what are you for doing? For the homies who weren't here? Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Put a exactly coke in your car. And it's a cup holder for a reason. I yeah. know it's like open, but yeah. like you can sip on a glass bottle while you're driving. So so anyway, I, I, you know, I'm you know, i hanging out with uh, these guys. And then at some point I tell Crypto, you know what, man, I'm going to get going because I'm too full. Uh, there's a coffee shop down the street. I thought about going and get a cup of coffee. Kind of just oh, see. Yeah. Or that's like right. lighting the fuse. After yeah. So then I was like, all right, hold on. Not a good idea. I get on the freeway. Between, on my way home between the 605 and I would say Hacienda Boulevard. Okay. I don't know how I, I don't know how I got from the 605 to there. I, I was falling asleep. Like, I was so oh, full. Oh, my gosh. I was dizzy. I was out. Like, at some point. Food. Yeah. At some point, I passed the Hacienda. I'm like, wait, how the hell did I get here? Like, it's, you know, <laughs> Disassociated? Yeah. So, you, you essentially. I was full, man. You like, essentially ate to the point, like, over yeah. ate to the point where you're hallucinating. Pretty much. Which I've had that before. That that has happened to me before. <laughs> well, I, do people not do that? <laughs> Disassociated? <laughs> Travis calls that a Thursday. I figured that just means you're done. That's when you know that it's time to stop eating. <laughs> you know how normal people are like, well, I, I can't drink anymore because i got to drive. Travis judges that by eating. <laughs> Might fall asleep on my drive i got to get on the road in 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I can't. No, no more carnitas. No yeah, more. No please, more. I'm driving. I'm the designated driver. But I'll tell you what. The carnitas were good. Oh, man. They were boy. like very nice and tender. They were juicy. They were like, it was it was just delicious. You know, if you so, guys, delicious. If you guys go back enough. You could have your own signature taco. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, that's I like not, that yeah. idea. It was. Hey, Giselle, you're listening. <laughs> it lived up to the hype. It, I we don't know saw if Slee will be asked back if he's putting all the coke into the bushes. It was an awkward sight. And Jorge and I was, were together. <laughs> we saw him do it. We're like, we saw what you just did. He's like, it's fine. And Jorge and I are like, no, no not really. Not, the bushes shouldn't be watered with coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just like, don't eat. Clearly didn't want the Coke, which is fine, but then don't order a Coke. Get a can Coke. Don't get the whole <laughs> yeah, half a liter. It was, it was, it was good. It, it was, was good though. with the Coke. And then if you guys want to check out the Netflix special on them, it's on Street Foods USA. Yeah. Uh, you guys can check it out on Netflix. That's how Travis found out about it. That's how we uh, ended up there. And it's delicious. And then I guess every day ha- they have different stuff on their menu. Because I got their, hey, man, give me a burrito. They look at me like I'm weird. I'm like, oh, we don't do burritos today. That was yesterday. I was like, all right, then fine. Give me three tacos, whatever. But it was delicious. It was the best sales job I've ever seen in my life where you just walk. It, it was quite frankly like how they used to scare you with drugs in, a, in elementary school. Like, they're going to give you the first one for free, and then you're hooked. It's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Now you're addicted to carnitas. <laughs> they, 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 here, here, just take one of these. See if you like it. It's a gateway well, taco. Turns out. I liked it. I'm also assuming by the name that it's all carnitas. It's all pork based. No, uh, weekends they have birria, and it's oh, uh, right. it's the chivo. It's a goat, the goat birria, and then they say that they start serving it at eight in the morning. Eight or in the morning. They say they're usually out by one or something. one, but the line they say this starts by like six thirty or seven in the morning, just yeah. so they can get the birria in the morning. Yeah, it's Saturdays. Real. And I, I'm, you know what? I'm thinking about hitting it this weekend. Really? Birria? Oh yeah. You're gonna hallucinate again. No, no, no I'll, I'll probably take it to go. I wouldn't. Or you could do it before the uh, LAFC game, right? No, LAFC plays on Sunday this week. Are you gonna go to okay. the LAFC game? I'm, I'm saying you could do it before the game on Sunday. Ah, uh, no, it's in Vancouver this Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's an away game for LAFC, but no, I, but that's not. A, it's not a bad idea. Hit it before an LAFC game. It's just, not. <laughs> that sounds sounds delicious. That taco on the house, though. That's a great. There's a there's a high end seafood taco truck near my house Mariscos? Uh, they're called del mar uh ostianeria oh yeah ostianeria yeah they're yeah. oysters yes they're really really yeah. good like a lot the of oysters like, fried um i haven't had that okay I, I actually the only time i've had them i was walking home from a ramen place that's near us that i was picking up for my daughter and a friend of hers on her birthday so i'm walking back and i'd never noticed this truck before and I just went over there to see what they had to go back a different time because obviously I had dinner. Like I'm literally carrying dinner. Right. And the guy gave me a fish taco Ugh. just for stopping by. Grilled or fried? Fried. It was Ooh. so yeah. good. Jeez. It was like a homemade blue tortilla. Oh, yeah. A little bit of shredded slaw. It was 
amazing. That's how they get you, Andy. Yeah. Oh, it, it got me. It absolutely got me. And how and far it's is Gateway this place? Taco. Oh, it's how it's far? on La Brea. Okay. In between, like Olympic and Wilshire. Mm. Okay. It's really good. You said Del Mar Ostianeria. It's Del Mar. called uh, Del Mar Ostianeria. Okay. Cool. Travis, I, I wrote it down. Let's go. Yeah, let's, <laughs> we have to. The better was telling me about the Mariscos place. Uh, oh, Guadalajara. Or yes. the Jali- yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, the one on Sunset? No, the one. It said it's in the Fashion District. Not, okay, not far from here. So I. Uh, just we'll, we'll keep a list. We're going to oh, check them sure. off well, one by if one. If you're going to those, Emily, ones, you're hit. invited to all of them. I know you won't attend, but you're invited to all. <laughs> I'll of them. take all Emily's are, place. <laughs> yeah, all of these are like walking distance or very close to my house too. This place yeah. was literally a five Ten minute minutes, drive. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's super close. It was super super easy. Close enough that I'm even willing to drive back through here and drop you off. Wow, that's amazing. See, thank you. I'm just see, she's still seriously. Like it's, it's literally by Calcet LA, like yes. okay. Soto and connects you to Calcet LA. It's right there. Sounds good. So AK is here, which means we got an Ask Andy coming up at 1045, so make sure that you get those in. Andy already kind of started off the day by sending us the clip of Jesse Spano getting off of her caffeine pills. Apparently it's the anniversary of that today. 33 then, years ago today. 33 years ago of this. Pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I yes. have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight. Yes, I can. I'm so excited. Give that woman an Emmy. <laughs> that is that just... was Meryl Streep in performance. <laughs> it was amazing. For those unfamiliar with this episode of Saved by the Bell, just so people understand, the pills in question, they're not like oxy. No, it's <laughs> caffeine. It's caffeine pills. Yes. No dose over the counter. Look, this was a Saturday morning kids show. They were yes. going to give her, you know, I will say, blue though, bombers. <laughs> in, a, in high school, there was one time where I remember I took one too many no-dos oh. on a night where I was going to be drinking. Oh. I was in the fetal position on a couch at a party. Like, I was just a wreck. Maybe that's what Slee was worried about with his caffeine and that Coke yesterday and why he poured it <laughs> in the bushes. Hey, I'm going to go. All right, cool. But I'm going to go pour this Coke. That's what he meant. Maybe he was pouring it out for Emily. I, Emily wasn't there. I would have, if he would have said, hey, does anybody want this Coke? I would have said, I'll drink it because I was delirious by this point. It <laughs> that's was, the uh, best combination. Carnitas and a Mexican Coke like that. Oh, Pff, man, forget it was it. really, really good. Or some Jaritas too. The, Jaritas they had that. that. Yeah. They yeah. had Mandarin and one of the lime one. i think the lime yeah, yeah it was probably go mandarin it's myself it's a pretty but good day good. sure why not who says no all right james harden says that uh he's not a system player and okay cool james that's next it's travis lee 710 espn and for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
So we got a few already that are coming in for Ask Andy, which will be in about a half an hour from right now. So go ahead and send them to me at Travis Rogers. I can send them to M at Emily Hebel, Jorge at Jabcam LA. Um, you are a Saved by the Bell fan. Oh yeah, as am, as am I. I don't know it really, really well, but there's already a lot of crossover that I'm seeing on Twitter so far for Saved by the Bell and our favorite 90210. Yeah, you, I mean, they you came... are somebody I consider an equal when it comes to your passion for 90210. I know 90210 very well. I was a twice a guest on the 90210 podcast that I eventually put you on as a you guest. You did. You 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 booked me on that pod. Which yes. was terrific. Yeah, uh, I believe the Blaze, right? Yeah, they're called the Blaze. Yeah. Um, really fun show. Uh, ben Lyons, I believe, is the one who introduced me to the co-hosts <laughs> okay. of it. Yeah, so there's some nine hundred two one zero slash uh, Say by the Bell crossover. Emily, you you're too young to have encountered. No, I watched Say by the Bell. You did watch? Yeah, Saved it by was the on. Bell. Uh, you know, obviously syndication. In syndication okay. On, and so I watched. Like I, I wouldn't be able to do like an encyclopedic knowledge of Say by the Bell, me but neither. there are certain episodes that stick in my mind, and this is one of those episodes. Yeah. Well, this is maybe the episode, right? As far as just like I, iconic might be the wrong memorable. Um, I what, think what's it, the correct. It's word the here? one that has the most like memeable pop yes. cultural references to like everybody remembers this particular episode because plot lines were not the strength of saved by the bell <laughs> like no. it was not a storytelling show Zach would get into some shenanigans <laughs> yes. and then mr belding would teach him a lesson and then everything would work out by the end yeah. and screech Kelly would, would screw something cute. up yes you know ac uh, would flex yeah <laughs> It was it was every episode. Lisa Turtle would go shopping. Lisa would go shopping. Yeah, it was it was, hey, it was a good show. I remember the commercials in Spanish. Salvados por la campana esta noche. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> that's did what you it was. watch it? No, because no. I was younger. I was too young to. Do you remember? Understand what's happening. Jorge and Emily would be way too young for this. But Travis, do you remember? At the height of Mr. T mania, sure, he had an animated show. Very well. <laughs> there, I pity the fool. There was a <laughs> he, saw, was he solved Emily. crimes, right? <laughs> I believe. <so. laughs> I think animated Mr. T solved crimes. But I just remembered uh, the the theme song. You know, the Spanish version of it. A friend of mine uh, that I grew up with, he lived in Phoenix for a while, which is a big Spanish speaking population. Sure. <laughs> the theme song it was Senor T. <laughs> I'm gonna look for it. Well, yeah, of course it would be Senor T. <laughs> right? But shouldn't it be Senor T? Right. I mean it, Senor T. It should be one or it should be Mr. T or Senor T. Senor T. Yeah, yeah, right? See if you can find it. <laughs> See if you can find the regular and then the Spanish. That's great. All right, let's start with this. Uh James Harden. So he's doing a thing that I think our peers in the media empire uh empire <laughs> it, world universe universe is a better word we we indulge these these moments way more than we should where we allow the guy to talk about his ex right that he's talking dude you you got exactly what you wanted you forced your way off of one team again to land on your team of choice again and you know, as far as he, he's going to get a big contract, we'll talk about that in a second. He got exactly what he wants, yet he's still talking about the fact that he did not get what he wants at his previous spot. When I'm in a leash, I'm not men just shooting the basketball every time. I'm in like I'm a I'm a like I think the game, and I'm a creator on the court. You know what I mean? So if I got a a, a voice to where I can, hey coach, I see this. You know what you think about this? Then it's like, oh, okay, like somebody that trusts me, that believes in me, that understands me, that I'm just not a, you know my. I'm not a system player. I am a system. Sure, dude. <laughs> what, 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 whatever you say. Like, why Why are you still complaining about the thing that's not even happening to you anymore? You got out of wherever it is you didn't want to be for the third consecutive time. This is why this is a bad idea. In that, what is that? That's 22 seconds long. In that 22-second cut, Andy, you get a real glimpse into who James Harden is and why it perpetually doesn't work for him. Okay, I will give say 10% of in fairness to James Harden okay. with this. There is a bit of complaining about Doc Rivers in the way he's talking about this, and he would not be the first player to complain about Doc Rivers. Doc Fair. Rivers has a lot of ex-players who seemingly don't enjoy playing with him, and Doc Rivers has been open about the fact that he and Harden did not get along when he coached Harden, and the reason that he's no longer coaching the Sixers mm -hmm. is – their failed efforts to appease Harden. That being said, 
What Harden isn't doing, he's complaining, obviously, about the situation in Philly, but what he's really trying to do is prevent being the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's trying to explain right now. Of course it's too late. (laughs) But that is what he's trying to do right now, is try to explain how in a perfect world where more people were cooperative and in line with his vision, this could have worked. I'm not the problem. Right. They didn't follow the system. You ever notice that the guy that's always the problem is always constantly trying to explain to you why he's not the problem? Yeah. Is, is this not the classic, and I, I really wish I could give the original um, author of this quote the due. First time I heard it was from Jerome Bettis, so I don't know if he came up with it or he repeated it from somewhere else. If everywhere you go it smells like crap, it's probably you. Right? And and this is what we're talking about. Everywhere you've gone, it's been unsuccessful. It's been and and ends poorly. Some unsuccessful you can live with, but ending unsuccessfully and with acrimony is not how all things end, except for when James Harden is involved. And here we go again. And it's just this is why when they did it, I understand James Harden's a good player. He's MVP, he's gonna wind up in the Hall of Fame. I get it. He's good, he's a great basketball player. He's a talented guy. But this guy on that team with the other personalities, with the way that that thing has not worked for them over the course of the last half a century, is a recipe for disaster. This is why when you did it, like, okay, I get it intellectually, but when you just look at the pieces, this is going to be a train wreck. Look, I can understand why the Clippers made this trade for James Harden. Like, they are super all-in. They have been looking for somebody to help orchestrate offense. Like, that is something they've been looking for for the last few years. James Harden is a talented basketball player. Like, you know, if you took all context and personality out of it and just said, who would you rather have running your offense, James Harden or Russell Westbrook, with all respect to the way Russ has been good with the Clippers, Mm -hmm. Harden's still a better player than him. Oh, sure he is. So, like, all of these things make sense particularly for a team that is as all in as the Clippers are right now I would not in a million years want to be the team that did this even if you can totally understand the logic it's like that scene in Arrested Development where um Tobias and I'm forgetting (laughs) Portia de Rossi's character I'm now forget Lindsay Tobias and Lindsay you know they're in this sham marriage (laughs) And they're trying to do their latest version of couples counseling. <laughs> and she asks Tobias, who's a therapist, well, did it work for them? And it's like, you know, did it work for the Rockets, Nets, or Sixers? <laughs> and Tobias says, no, it never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but it might work for us. <laughs> That's the situation. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And you're going back to the Russell Westbrook component of all of this, that <laughs> – Russell Westbrook, who I was critical of when the Lakers acquired him a couple of years ago, who I was critical of in the way that he played on the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, you know exactly what you're getting with him. And with the the Clippers being who they are, he's actually the adult in the room, right? He's the guy, shows up every day, plays really hard every day, is incredibly accountable to what's going on. Now, he's a very specific flavor of ice cream. He does one thing. I'm going to do this. Don't ask me to do that. I, I I, either can't, won't. It quite frankly doesn't matter. It just, It's not going to happen. I do this. But he is the best leader on this team. He's not the best player. He's, what, fourth? At, uh, at among best. their big four, he's absolutely fourth. Clearly, but, but you have to have him out there for a portion of it because Harden's not a leader. Kawhi, I feel comfortable in saying it's not a leader. And Paul George, I don't think, has any interest in being a leader. There is so much right now to manage with the Clippers. Like, there's everything that goes with managing James Harden, mm-hmm. like, in terms of personality, in terms of keeping him happy. Like, you, right now, you have to try to make James Harden happy so you feel like he will commit long-term to you, which, by the way is an absolutely terrifying prospect. And they kind of have to, right? Yes. <laughs> it, well, unless unless they're either going to blow it all up after the end of this season, like Paul George, Kawhi, they both opt out, they go somewhere different, and Steve Ballmer and the front office just decides we're going to start over from scratch, tear it all down, or Harden leaves, but 
Kawhi and Paul George say we're cool staying. Can you blow it all up going into the new building? I I I don't really subscribe to the well. You got to have a great team, but could you just open okay. a new building with a rebuild simultaneously? That seems aggressively the other way. Here's here's Toilets. all I would say about this <laughs> is if you are correct about that, and I by the way I don't think you're incorrect. That question of can you open a new building with that? That being the case, I don't want to ever hear any more about how Steve Ballmer will just spend and spend and spend, and he doesn't care. He's got endless resources. All these guys care about the money they're spending. Show me the billionaire who owns a team who truly doesn't care about the money being lost. Can I try That'll one? be the first guy. Steve Cohen for the Mets. Oh, he cares. You think he cares? Because yeah. he went nuts. Now, he realized it didn't work and, and pulled the ripcord. But I don't think it's going to prevent him from doing it he's, again. He's very new. Okay. Okay. Give it time. Fair enough. I'm just saying because S- Steve Ballmer would be the guy that theoretically could open a new building in a rebuild and say, you know what? I got enough money that it doesn't matter. I'm going to do this the best possible way, like the way you really should do it that makes most sense for building something sustainable. If he's averse to doing that, then I'm telling you that owner – that doesn't care doesn't exist. Yeah, that they're probably right at that net fork in the road. Like yes, we can, we can we can double down on Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden. I roll, or we can go into our new place, which by the way looks pretty cool oh, from the outside awesome. looking in. It's going to be great. But we're going to run out a team that say, "Hey, you just wait in five years, this thing's going to kick ass." And by the way, they don't even have any picks to rebuild this thing with. That they're all in OKC and their best future player is wearing a Thunder uniform. There's a lot of things that prevent a rebuild, not just that, hey, this doesn't work, but we don't even have money, yes, but the infrastructure sure. and the picks to I do mean, it. They, no. they may decide that they don't have anything sustainable right now in terms of blowing it all, but here's the thing at some point you have to do it. Yeah. Like the rebuild always happens at some point. I don't know if this is going to make you feel better, Andy. La acción y el misterio en mi programa. El mejor programa, el señor T. <laughs> señor T. I have the English version up there, too. Oh, hold on. Okay. Here, here's, here's the original. It's the mystery on my show, the best show, Mr. T. En the español. La acción y el misterio en mi programa. El mejor programa, el señor T. <laughs> know that i remember my friend who <laughs> lived great. in shout out to jimmy bossy he lived in phoenix and he told me about senior tech and listen to this listen to this <laughs> that's exactly how i remember it well, they, they just double because the music's the exactly music the same, same. I love it. Just, I love we it. should find the spanish i'm so excited i'm so scared <laughs> <laughs> maybe we could you could give us a dramatic reading jorge hey maybe all right we'll see we'll see what we can come up with plus um good news anthony davis leads the league in one very specific category that's coming up next it's travis lee 710 espn and he's in with everyone fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy get constant contact constant contacts award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out stay top of mind and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Andy, I don't know whether to give you uh, credit or blame, but... I was I made a little detour during the break to make a little pit stop, and the entire time I was deep into why Mr. T was a part of my life as a young man. Like it was like because no disrespect to Mr. T, but he wasn't a great actor. But it's just a testament to the perfect look at the perfect time because he was super buff. He had the mohawk. And he had the chains. And it was like, wait, what? what's going on over there? And it was awesome. Like, he wasn't a particularly talented actor. He wasn't terrible, but it was just all about the look. We were also like the rock of that time. But no, The Rock is funny. The Rock, the, sure. the rock has chops, right? The, the Rock can act. The early to mid-80s was a period of muscles. <laughs> yes. You were very into muscles. And Sly, Arnold, Mr. T. By the way, if you ever look up Mr. T's backstory... That guy went through a rough really? childhood. Like okay. He went through a lot to so get to the place where he is. kind of Clubber Lang-ish? Yes. <laughs> also, too, and this was something, uh, when, I, when I worked at The Athletic, there was a period where we did a series on sports movies, my okay. brother and I, and, and we had different guests on a podcast series talking about uh, sports movies. One of them was Rocky Three. Okay. Clubber Lang- is so unfairly vilified in that movie. All he wants is a shot at the title. Okay. He trains his ass off while Rocky's just goofing around. He's hungrier than everybody else. He is. Other than, you know, he got a little bit of out of bounds talking about Adrian. <laughs> he got a little bit out of hey, bounds. Woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Why don't you come over to my apartment yeah. later? That, That's more than a little out of bounds. It's a little out of bounds, but at the same time, though, Boxing banner? Is it any more out of bounds than the stuff that we typically see during a weigh-in? Is it more out of bounds than anything like Floyd Mayweather has said? <laughs> I, I have a problem. Though. The thing with Mickey, when Mickey got pushed, that was yeah. that was Not on cool. accident, but it was more accidental than you remember. <laughs> and Rocky actually instigated a lot of the back and forth between him and Clubber. <laughs> Why don't you learn some respect? <laughs> I think uh, that's shut your that, mouth. <laughs> right. I, I like how the more shots to the head Rocky took, the more articulate he became. That was a, a really well, jostled some Rocky. stuff in there. <laughs> Knocked the connections together. Um, here's my overriding problem with Clubber Lang's character in Rocky Three, and I'm glad we're talking about a movie that's 45 years old right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is He's the number one ranked heavyweight contender in the world, right? Balboa's the champ, and mm-hmm. Balboa is living the the lifestyle that you'd expect. A, he's living like Mike Tyson in his prime, right? Yeah. He's got the huge house. He's got the robot. He's got the whole thing, right? <laughs> Mike Tyson had a tiger. Rocky Balboa had the robot. Why is Clubber Lang living in the basement somewhere? Because he's hungry. I understand, but you could train in a real... He's doing pull-ups off of the plumbing in the basement. Did like, you why, not, are we, why are we doing that? Did you not follow the <laughs> plot of Rocky Three? How did Rocky get it back? He trained the exact same way with Apollo in Venice Beach and all, these run, and all these <laughs> and all these rundown gyms across L.A. That's how Rocky got the eye of the tiger back. And, but yeah, but then they went uh, gallivanting in the surf together, which you know it's like just I don't know. It still felt like Rocky was living a privileged they had some existence. Great, some great legs, two pretty of, short shorts. Yes, they pretty were short shorts for shorts. Uh why is Anthony Davis leading the league in minutes per game? That feels like a very bad idea. He's playing great. I have no reservations about the way. He had one bad half in game one, and we're like, oh, boy, here we go. That's going to be held against him, by the way, till like March. Probably. Because, look, if we're being perfectly honest, another game or half like that, it's it's around the corner. It's just who Anthony Davis is, and that's fine. I've, that's I've the way most in, players are. 100%. <laughs> but with him, we look at if he's going to be a top five, top ten, or whatever it is. It's right. like that, that threshold – Anyway, that that's a topic that we can get into in a minute. Him playing more minutes per game than anyone else in the league, okay, it's five games, it's not the end of the world, but we know Anthony Davis's history is he breaks, he misses time. You're going to need to at least massage his minutes at some point. This could not have been 
the jump-off plan of five games into the season, AD will be playing more minutes than anybody else. I mean, it definitely wasn't, I think, the plan or the design. Some of this is ramped up by the fact that they've played two overtime games sure. out of five and that their games, other than Denver, win or lose, have all been really close. Yep. So that's going to keep them on the court. I'll be honest, though, it doesn't bother me. Really? No, in part because I think Anthony Davis's injury history has nothing to do with overuse. He's just injury prone. Like, I think if you played Anthony Davis 25 minutes a game, he's just as likely to get hurt as if he played 48 minutes a game. Like, I don't think one really has anything to do with the other. He's just a guy that gets hurt, and you just have to hope for These the best. These are not overuse injuries. These are I don't just think they injuries. Are. I I don't think that they yeah. are. I mean, the people who like to take up for Anthony Davis this way because I will insist he's injury prone because he clearly is. Okay, stop right there. What is the argument that he's not? That they're always fluke injuries. They're weird. What's the they're, difference? That's what I think. Your body doesn't know <laughs> you, the difference. You either are available or you're not. Right. The the circumstance that knocked you out isn't well, like if somebody snuck into this house in the middle of the night and twisted his yes, ankle. That's, that's not his fault. Right. But, exactly. Like if. If a fan ran out onto the court <laughs> right. and like took a sledgehammer to his knee, that's a weird up, injury. Tanya? Yeah, like yeah. he stepped on someone's foot. That happens all the time. Right. And your body doesn't know the difference. And really, it's about how long it takes to recover, which for AD tends to be a while. But the other reason it doesn't bother me is he's supposed to be your franchise face in his prime. If that guy can't play a lot of minutes, what are we doing? Like, he's not practical to be built around, if if that's your concern. Well, okay, I, I, I get – I know that that was the plan when they acquired him. I, I know that the plan was, look, LeBron is still at the top of his game, but the, the inevitable decline is coming, and it has. It's been remarkably subtle, right. but it has happened. And Anthony Davis will be your best player. Anthony Davis will be the face of your franchise. Anthony Davis will be the guy that carries all the water night to night. Okay, cool. But that didn't happen, right? That it just for for a couple of reasons. Number one, LeBron is still LeBron. It, it just his he's still the best player. He's still the face of the he's still the face of the league. You know, so being the face of the team, not a big surprise. But Anthony Davis has not been able to do what you're describing. And I don't know. To your point is. Maybe he should be, and we still need to hold out hope that he can become that. I've kind of transitioned into, look, just be one of the best second guys in the league. Be as healthy as you can. But this idea for this to work, he has to be their number one. He has to be their most important player. He just has to be. It still can't be LeBron for one more year? No. Not, not let me put it this way. If you're talking about that, then you're talking about not reducing LeBron's minutes. Like LeBron, you can't be trying to reduce LeBron's minutes while also making him the most important player on the team. Like your best player can't be playing in a perfect world 28 to 32 minutes. That that doesn't work. Especially like if Anthony Davis, you're also going to be looking to limit his like yeah. At that well, point, at that but point, I thought they, that was the whole point, Andy. That the reason that they a the moves they made last year to kind of bolster the middle of the team, yeah. right? To to get the Hachimuras and the D'Angelos and Reeves and, 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 Reeves and Vanderbilt. Sure. And these guys like okay, cool. That it's five games, so I'm not going to panic that that hasn't worked out. But it's the ultimate catch twenty two to get to where you need to go. You got to play these guys a lot, but if you play these guys a lot, by the time you get to the destination, which is the playoffs. They're going to be short. Well, there's a, there's some middle ground between playing them a lot, like suitable a lot, and playing 42 minutes. Like nobody wants Anthony Davis playing 42 minutes a right. game. He's had to. You know, in a perfect world, you look to try to get LeBron down to 32, 33, like 29, 28. That's not sustainable. Like that's actually too that's few the, minutes. That's the dream scenario, right? right? I mean, I, that's not realistic. Like there's got to be a three. In as the first number for his minutes, can there be if there's going to be a three? Can there be a zero? It's probably low. Yeah, my my hope heading into this season was like 32. Try to get it at 32, 33. Could live with 32. Yeah, 32, 33. But AD, that's got to be around 36, that, 37. That feels like the car that you're asking a lot from. That we're going to drive it. it, this, it you're asking. He's your franchise player in it. his prime. Well, yeah, but he's also Anthony Davis. Then, who gets hurt then, all the time. then you shouldn't have kept him. Yeah. They're, they're, you can't have this ten different I, ways. I, I, I understand that, but this is this is the hand that they've dealt themselves, and this is where it is. But they, if you're going to deal yourself this hand, you have to play it. 
All right, so not to transition from someone who we'll may have, have injury issues to another, but <laughs> this is from Clayton Kershaw. He posted this three minutes ago on his Ooh. Instagram. He says, this morning I underwent surgical procedure to repair my glenohumeral ligaments and capsule of my left shoulder. I'm thankful for the expertise of Dr. Elitrosh who performed the surgery. I'm hopeful to return to play at some point next summer. Thank you for your prayers. So uh, Clayton Kershaw confirms that he had his surgery on his shoulder slash his glenohumeral ligaments. Okay. This is fascinating. This understand where I'm going with this. I know exactly where you're going with this. This is not necessarily bad news. No, this is your plan. <laughs> yes, I know. That's exactly right. This I'm I'm sorry that he's hurt and we knew he was and he toughed it out and it didn't work out. All of those things. Come on, Grinshaw. This, this is actually <laughs> potentially good news. <laughs> I don't we'll, we'll we'll do that, but before we do that, we got to do a little Ask AK. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Just to get us in the mood, Andy. La acción y el misterio en mi programa. El mejor programa, el señor T. El señor T. That's staying on the page. Don't erase that. We're keeping that one for a very long time. It's an Ask Andy Day. We're starting on the phones. We're starting in Torrance. And we're starting with Alex. What do you got, Alex? All right. Happy Friday, guys. Okay, so AK, my girlfriend and I just moved into a new apartment together. Congratulations. Um, thank you. So we're having a little bit of trouble of how many people is the right amount of people to invite for a housewarming party. It's an 1,100 square feet apartment. We're on the second floor. We don't want to be like those neighbors. So how many is the right amount? Good question. I mean, for Thanks, me, Alex. for me, the answer is always zero. I hate entertaining. <laughs> I, I was just saying that to Emily. Zero. I, I really? hate. I hate people like converging onto my home. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. I don't like it. Like there, do you all- not like the prep? Do you not like the cleanup? Do you not you, like the conviviality no, that actually, requires you to be as host? Actually, I feel like it's can't a, escape. <laughs> I feel like I like everything other than the actual party. Like the prepping, I love cooking. Like I, okay. I love. I would love to prep all that stuff, but like just for me, <laughs> I think I think it's in part it stresses me out because my wife's standards for clean are different than su- yours. Yeah, I mean, mine are pretty good. I'm like, I'm not super messy. She cleans the attic if people aren't going to be in the attic. They're just, it's just a lot. And the way my wife cleans, she does it with like a body language, which makes me feel like this is all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) there's, There's a lot of that happening. Like my wife, you know, we're we're gonna be having we're gonna be hosting Thanksgiving this year. Uh, my brother, How his many? wife. Uh, there will be ten total. Okay, that's good. That's ten good. total. Yeah, because yeah, it's just my parents. We're a family of three. My brother's a family of five. Okay, and I love it. Like I love Thanksgiving. I I actually like us hosting, but the lead up can be a little bit stressful. Um, my wife. I always talk about this. My wife gets into the mode. She gets into the mode when we are ever going to have people over, even like casually having people yeah. over. I hate the mode. The the mode is a lot, and you just I kind of just kind of shrug my shoulders and go through. I like having people. I don't do it. We'll do it three or four times a year, 
And I always look forward to it. It's always fun. I, at the end of the night, I'm always like, you know, we should do that more. I, li- I like visiting other people. Yeah. I think I'm a good guest at a party. I don't think even think I'm a bad host, Here. but it stresses me hey, out. Let me clarify something. I don't, it's not that I don't mind hosting people, but just not when I just moved in. The stress of moving uh, in, you, you're trying to arrange everything in your new place. It's just, I just want to be left alone the first couple of weeks. Uh, after I'm settled in, then let, let me invite people over. To answer your question, Alex, is just go knock on your neighbor's doors and below, if you're on the second floor, like you mentioned, just say, hey, I'm having a little party. I'm a new guy. I don't want but this is not going to be a regular event. We're having a little housewarming. And everybody will go, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's it. You just, just grease the skids before you do it. Everybody will be all right. All right. John in Huntington Beach of Fullerton. Hashtag Ask Andy. When you try to pull a grocery cart from the stack and it gets stuck, do you go macho man and work every angle to get it free? Or do you take the L and grab one from the other pile? I go macho man. <laughs> it's it's not even an ego thing. I become obsessed with getting that cart. Yes. Out. Like I've started it. I want to finish it. I don't want to feel defeated by that cart. I want to know why it won't come loose. Like, I, wh- where is the hang-up here? Which part is snagging yeah. on the other part? This feels like a problem that I should be solving. <laughs> well, look, I don't know if this is your case, but this may or may not be my underlying issue. There are so many things that I can't fix. <laughs> I feel like I can get this one squared away. I'm going to get that cart. These carts loose. are stuck. I just think to myself, what would Senior Ortega do? Uh, <laughs> we actually have another one. La acción y el misterio en mi programa. El mejor programa. El señor T. We have Jaime and Montebello. So, Jaime and Montebello, what do you got to say? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, what's up, so, today's National Sandwich Day. Andy, where am I getting my sandwich today? Where are you getting the sandwich? Uh, Fat Sal's is a great place to get yourself a sandwich, mm. like off the top of my head. Um, I'd go there. If you're in the Hollywood-ish area, they got some killer sandwiches. There's also... I. God, what's it called? It's a deli in Burbank that when I used to both date a girl that lived in Burbank and used to do an improv class that was in Burbank, I used to stop. It's called a Handy Market. I think that's okay. what it's called, Handy Market in Burbank. Their deli section, I haven't been there in a long time, but it used to have incredible sandwiches. Like it sounds, it? You're ordering them. No, uh, you're ordering it. Okay. You're ordering it, custom made, yeah. whatever. Just It doesn't sound that exciting. It's the last sandwich you're ordering in your life. What are you ordering? If it's something standard, probably a Cuban. Great choice. Cuban. I love a good patty melt. Oh, love a okay, patty melt. Okay, is a patty melt a sandwich or a burger? I feel like it's a sandwich because the bread the is, rye bread. Yeah. It's rye bread or sourdough. Well, like, that's a Frisco burger if we're going sourdough. Sure. But but either way though, <laughs> I feel like that is a sandwich because you don't well, I don't know. There are some sandwiches that you think of closer to a bun, like a torta's closer yeah. to a bun. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I just say the ground beef makes me think burger. Well, there's also the chopped cheese sandwich, which is essentially a chopped. Have you ever had a chopped cheese? I don't think so. Fantastic. It's a big thing on the on the east. What Coast. is it? Tell me so more. So it's just essentially <laughs> chopped you, up ground beef. What do yins do? <laughs> yins guys. So it's just you <laughs> chop up. Um, essentially what a burger would be, but with onions and seasonings and peppers, chop it up, have a little cheese on top of it, and then it's onto a regular sandwich That thing. sounds kind of a sloppy joe without the tomato sauce but in it. But it's not. Yeah. It's there. It's it's a lot more flavorful than okay. a sloppy joe. I so say. I was going to suggest one of the best sandwiches I've had in LA is from Bodega Park, which is in Silver Lake, or Echo Park area, and it's a chopped cheese. It's Freaking fantastic. Sounds and they also have great lattes there, too. So That sounds good. good that combo. sounds really good. Jorge, what yeah. are you getting? Last sandwich. Uh, End of days. It's a torta. So it has to be a torta milanesa or torta carnitas in it. Yeah. That sounds good. That's way to go. Ro- Roma Market, also in Pasadena, I believe that's the name. Also fantastic. Been going around, I want to say it's like almost like 50 plus years they've been doing it in the $2 sandwich. And yeah. Two bucks? I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's hard to beat. Also in Burbank, yeah. Philippe's, if you want a Philippe's oh, steak. Yeah. Philippe's. Oh, yeah. And Philippe's downtown. No, 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 hold on. That's downtown. The one in Philly's Best in oh. Burbank. Oh, yeah. Philly's Best. Okay. Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Bro, the good stuff. Cheesesteak is good. It's it's good, but it's it's a the French dip without all the whiz and all <laughs> the things. Like just you get to dip it in the, the jus. Yeah. Oh, I took yeah. my I took my daughter to Philippe's maybe six or seven months ago. She'd never been before. It was so good. All right, I have one, Andy, from Christopher Holmes. So, what's up, Holmes? Uh, <laughs> who are your favorite celebrity brothers? Celebrity brothers. Wow. Okay. Um, 
off the top of my head. Baldwin's? No. (laughs) No, because... Well, Alec is like the the leader of the Baldwin's. Well, you know, I'll tell you, my favorite of the Baldwin's might have been Daniel. Daniel's a good actor. Daniel's a really good actor, underrated actor. Alec Baldwin is very talented. He seems like he would be insufferable to hang out with. Why? <laughs> Do you have cite, cite your sources, Andy? I don't know if we have enough time. Um, Stephen Baldwin is insane, and I guess William Billy. Baldwin hadn't done anything yeah. to bother anybody. You got one, Ori? Yeah, uh, from Captain uh, Cap from Whittier. When you and Brian, he put Andy. When you and Brian were kids, which one of you got in most trouble? Oh me. That's that's not even <laughs> debatable. That, that's not much of a conversation. It's me. All right, next question. All right, better hangout. Nat with the Peach Pit or Max from the Max? That's oh, it's, from Francis. It's Nat, and it's not even close. And uh, I used to see Joey Tata, the late Joey Tata, who played Nat out and about. Seemed like a good hang. Having a good time. He was, for those who remember the Red Rocks on Sunset, he was like basically. It down? He could have been a stool there. <laughs> like he was there often enough. He could have been a stool. I don't know the answer to this. Maybe somebody out there can dial me in. Just kind of generally speaking, I don't need a a, a you know a, a tax return confirmation on this. What is a guy like Nat who's on a hit show like that, but is down the list of he's the call sheet? He's not near the top of the call sheet. He's somewhere towards the bottom half. No, but he's in the credits. He, he well, is in the credits. Towards the end, he was in the credits. Does that is that I'm done money. You can make a decent amount Isn't of money. Is it like equivalent up. to like Creed Bratton from The Office? Here, here's the thing: The Office was a much bigger show, but that's interesting. I don't know. Nine hundred two and zero at its height yeah. was massive, it and it hit syndication. And once shows hit syndication, does that, Nat get a taste of the syndication yes, absolutely. money? Absolutely, absolutely. He he was even like background actors can get yeah. syndication money. Oh yeah, I mean that's one of the things being fought over right now with the SAG strike is... So Nat is somewhere sipping on a drink with an umbrella and it's saying, well, I don't got to ever get another role the rest no of my life. Us. Oh, well, metaphorically. <laughs> yes. No, I, I would imagine... R.I.P., by the way. I was unaware. I, I w- I'm, I'm surprised. I, so am I, frankly. I would imagine that Joey Tata made a decent chunk of money just from the residuals of 90210. Because that's also back to you know pre-streaming mm-hmm. when everything was on a network... And the actors, it was much more defined what they were getting. I'm at, you know, do I think he was living, you know, George Clooney lifestyle? Like, no, he didn't have a villa. But he's not living Jason Priestley lifestyle either, right? No, probably not. Yeah. But th- but there's a gap between... Just want to make sure Brandon got the most. That's really all I care about. <laughs> and also, they're like, a lot of the old actors are all in cameo, and they can go make appearances. They can go as themselves different places and make money that way. All right. There's an update on Clayton Kershaw's health. There is a, a little bit of bad news, but I honestly think there's a lot of bit of good news in this as well. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.